0: For years, it becomes really hard to make a change. Amen. Getting rid of the old stuff or our old ways, especially if those old ways are good to us, but not necessarily good for us. Amen. So, 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 why is it so hard to get rid of old, worn-out stuff? And I, I'm I'm asking my brothers this this morning because I find myself as 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 Sister Stevens will tell you. Holding on to stuff that should have been thrown away years ago, Amen. Let let, let me I, I, I want to share this story with you about a toaster oven, amen. You see, when Sister Stevens and I got married, we had two of everything. So we had to get rid of some things, amen. Now I had this toaster oven by uh or uh, 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 now now I had this toaster oven and by Sister Stevens account. It should have been thrown away many days ago before I got married. But man, if you're like me, it's, you know I, I, I'm under the mentality that it still worked, amen. So I used it. Now, Sister Stevens and I had many discussions on about my toaster oven, amen. Till till one day when we were on base and the maintenance man had to come over and repair something in the house, he came into the house and asked Sister Stevens if the toaster oven had caught on fire. Now, I I must admit that it was not the most attractive appliance in the house to look at, but it still worked, okay? It, it, It may not have been the safest appliance to use, but it still worked. And it may have seen its best days, but it still worked, amen? Sort of like life, when we continue to try to hold on to those old ways that are Good to us but not good for us. So fellas, I would tell you that I reluctantly told Sister Stevens it was okay to get rid of my toaster oven. Now, now this is uh, this will, this will, this is a word of caution for you for for you, men. When you when you well you have to be specific in your statement. Like Paul does in his letter. When you tell your wife something like that, it was like I wrote her a blank check to get rid of all my stuff. Amen. And I'm gonna tell you how this how this unfolded. And I'll tell her when she's here, amen. I, you know, I came home early one day from work, and, uh, 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 and the garbage man had not come to pick up the trash yet. And when I got out my vehicle, lo and behold, I looked over on the trash pile, and the majority of my stuff <laughs> was sitting on the trash pile. Now, she was busted that, uh, that, that, you know, that the only thing she could say was that it was old and we needed new stuff. And we had a good laugh about that, but I must admit to you that it was the best thing that she could have done. You see, when we got rid of the old oven and got a new one, food cooked a lot faster, amen? Food cooked evenly, and because we both burners worked, we got our meals on time. Now, ladies, I, I want to tell you, this is not a free pass to go home and say, well, Pastor Steven said we need to get rid of your old couch, amen, or your old appliances. But when we take off or take out the old and put on the new, we should see new results. Amen, somebody. Let, let me say it like this, ladies. You have now, 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 now don't get on me about this, but you 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 used to have some pre Christian let me say this now. You used to have some pre Christian clothes, amen. In your closet. I'm talking about that's those club clothes. That you don't have anymore, amen? See, see, that's the reason, you know, brother so-and-so is sitting next to you right now because of those pre-Christian clothes, amen? But once you made the commitment to give your life to Christ, you took a new look, amen? I'm going to leave that alone, though. And I'm going to go on to our topic. Our topic for this morning is taking off the old and putting on the new. Blueprint for a Christian walk. See, I tell you, my brothers and sisters, that it is hard to truly to come into contact with God and remain the same. Amen. I'm not talking about show, but I'm talking about no. You see, show, you have to make up joy and excitement. But when you know Him, joy and excitement come to you every day, just because he wakes you up. You know, if you talk to the author of this book and you talk to Paul, Paul and ask him what happened on the Damascus road one day. While he was heading to do evil, the Christians, Paul would tell you that. I was once physically and spiritually blind, but now I see. See, when you make contact with Jesus, you get to know him for yourself and turn over. We turn over our lives to him. Our out goes the old and in comes the new Christians and non-Christians will see it, but only Christians will understand it. Amen. So in Colossians three, one through 17, Paul gives us a blueprint on what we Christians should look like, on what we Christians should act like, on what we Christians should be like when we are walking with Christ. So, so I, I'm going to take my time and walk through this with you because it's so important that we know what our Christian walk should look like, what our Christian walk should act like, and what our Christian walk should be like. See, see, see—you can spot a fake Christian, amen. Because no matter how hard they try, sooner or later, the real person will show up and show out, amen. Now, I'm not talking about a Christian who messed up and repents. I'm talking about the Christian title wear. You know what I'm talking about—the wear—they—they—they they, they, they wear the title and name only, and, and, and that's all. So, you see, nothing has changed or been changed about them. They have have not had that God moment where they met Christ. They look good on the outside, but nothing has changed on the inside. Now, Now, listen, listen. They're not hard to spot. You just got to keep on looking. Amen? The old saying that you can tell the true character of a man or a woman and how they act and what they do when no one is watching. Or when they least think no one is watching. But God is always watching. Amen. Proverbs 15 and 3 tells us the eyes of the Lord are everywhere. Keeping watch on the wicked and the good. Amen. What I like about Paul in Colossians 3, 1 through 17 is that Paul identifies seven things that take place in a Christian life for those who are walking with Christ. If you want to use something to help you determine if the person is real or or not real Colossians 3 1 17 lays it out and I'm going to give you these seven things the first in verse 1 Paul comes out direct and straight to the point he leaves no room for guessing or assumptions he says if you were raised with Christ seek now now he is not asking Paul says seek those things which are above Then, so that we don't get it twisted and begin to seek the wrong things, he says, where Christ is. See, he put that in there just so you know. And he says where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Amen. You see, the right hand of God is a place of authority. Jesus is sitting in the place of authority to cast judgment. And he has the right to judge because on the day of judgment, those who are on the right hand of Christ are saved. And those who are on the left are, well, you know the story. Amen. Verse 1 in Colossians is seen as having died in Christ, having been buried with him, and having risen with him from among the dead. Let me say it like this, my brothers and sisters. Uh, Spiritually, we have said goodbye to the former ways of life and entered into upon a new life of a risen Savior, Jesus Christ. And because we have been risen with Christ, we should seek those things that are above. Although we may still reside here on earth, heaven should be our focus and heaven should always be our goal. Amen. Listen, listen I say it like this. We can never move upward if our sights are continually set on looking down. Amen. Let, let, let me say it. Let me say it this way. We can never move forward looking into our rearview mirror. Amen. In order to move upward toward heaven, we, we must be willing to get up. We must be willing to pick up. We must be willing to look up. And more importantly, we must be willing to stand up for Christ. Amen. And that's at all costs. Amen. Let me say that again. In order to move upward toward heaven, we must be willing to get up, pick up, look up, and stand up at all costs for Christ. Let me go a little further and break it down for you. An addict cannot stay clean if he continues to hang out at the crack house. Amen? An alcoholic can't stay sober if he or she keeps hanging out with alcoholics. When we die with Christ, we must be willing to deny ourselves, take our cross, and follow Jesus. Amen? Matthew 16, 24 states that then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone... Anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit it a man if he gains the whole world and lose his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? You see, Paul is laying it out for us in Colossians so that there are no excuses. You know, there, you see, there's a, there's a lot of, a lot of ballers and shot callers living large and in charge, but they don't know Christ. Amen. They have stored up their worth with material things this, in this world and forsaken things of the heavenly world. But the things of this world are temporary and won't last. And, and if we as Christians can get that, that the things of this world is temporarily and won't last see we can't take anything here on earth with us when we die amen see the, the last time I checked they were auctioning off Never Never Land in California the last time I checked Apple was still making iPhone iPads and and iWatches amen so so it's just stuff and we as Christians have to realize that this is temporarily and this stuff will be here long after we're gone amen so second, Paul tells us that now we are not only uh, to seek those things which are above, but we're also, and I, and I like this about Paul, we're also to set our minds on those things above and not on things on the earth. And he is very clear again in verse 2. He says, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. What is Paul telling us? Paul is telling us that we have to stop focusing on what is here on earth. See, we, we, can, we can become so consumed with our cars and our house and our jobs and our career and we can miss Christ, amen? Uh, I, I, I get so busy and so 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 caught up trying to keep all of those things that when Sunday rolls around, job take priority over church, amen? All right, all right, all right. You, you know, you see Colossians verses one and two, it was no mistake that Paul placed the text of seeking and setting above. You see, my brothers and sisters, that there are consequences when you become a Christian. There is a cost when you become a Christian. you got to give up some things amen now now now, there are standards and guidelines that we must follow when we became Christians. we became ambassadors for Christ you know i i i i I can remember every time every tour that i that I took and went to Korea, you know they we would get over there and they would tell us that we were young ambassadors. Uh, for the United States, anything we did had a reflection on, you know, on on the United States. And it's the same for Christ. When people see you and they know you're a Christian, anything you do or you don't do reflects on Christ because they say, see, that's what I'm talking about, about those Christians or those hypocritical Christians and so on. Uh, 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 So we have to be ambassadors for Christ. Um, We have to continue to seek those things. Uh, which are above. And when we seek those things above, which are Christ Jesus, everything about us should change. Amen. Let let me say it like this. Our walk changes. Our talk changes. Our entire life changes from what we used to be to what we have become, which is a child of the most high God. Like I said, now Christians will understand it, but non-Christians can't comprehend it. See, they they used to know you when you was back in back in the back in the club amen you they used to know you when you was back in sin and and see when you come to them uh, they still see the physical you but they can't recognize the spiritual you let me let me break it down to you like this cuz i think you can understand it make it more personal now again y'all know i tell you back in the day that was back in those 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 80s my high school days i carried the name Rick James now if you know anything about Rick James Rick James was a bad boy back then well that that was that was me. I carried that back in the day. Now, now, since then I, I grew up, you know, and I went on because the Bible says in First Colossians 13, 11, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child and I thought as a child. But he put that in there. When I became a man, I put away childish things. So when I gave my life to Christ, I transformed it to the in, in into this, this 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 Christian body. Amen. They may I still may have looked like Rick James on the outside but I was Christ driven on the inside but but I find myself when I when I go back to Bart told sometimes and those who don't know me don't know I change they still call me Rick and they still expect me to act the same way but see when a Christian when you come in contact with another Christian brothers or sisters they understand the change because they see it amen 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 now now, now, now so so I, I I like I said I walk changes changes I talk changes. Our entire life changes from what we used to be and we especially when we become a child of God. We carried the title Christian to let people know that we seek that which we seek is not here on earth but in heaven with Jesus. Now this is the most important part you got to get with it too. God never said it was going to be easy when you put on that Christian title. You, you, you're going to be judged by Christians and especially by non-Christians. You see God never said that there would not be challenges. God never said that there, that 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 we would cease to make mistakes, missteps, and mess ups. You see what I'm saying? But what God did say that He would be with us wherever we go. Joshua one and nine said, I've commanded you be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I I I love the fact that throughout this Bible God put it in there to let you know I'm always gonna be that I'm always going to be with you. Amen? Now, Jesus never said that we had to be perfect, but what he said, we must be prayerful, we must be persistent, and we must be patient. Amen? And that patient comes in because he said, I'm coming back one day. You all know the day, the time, or the hour, but you have to be patient enough to know that I'm coming back one day. So he says to us, you got to be prayerful, you got to be persistent, and you got to be now now listen listen the author of Colossians Paul he struggled time and time again but he still made it through this this is what even Paul had the struggles and 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 I want to I put this in here and I I know God gave it so you can understand even a saint like Paul had to deal with some things he said in Romans 715 for what I am doing I do not understand for what I will do that I do not practice but what I hate that I do. See, see you, you're going to have some missteps, some mess ups, but his grace is sufficient. His blood is sufficient. You see, our Christian journey is just as hard now as it was some 2,000 years ago. You see, as Christians, we have to become, we have become targets of Satan and the worldly lures of this earthly life. You know, I've often spoken with pastors and, and, and others about what it must have been like to have had Jesus walking on earth preaching and teaching the word of God to the people of God you see they they got to see him in the physical they got to experience him in the flesh they watched him perform miracles heard him speak to Lazarus by name and Lazarus got up out the grave multitudes came to see him amen we don't get to see the physical of Jesus but we get the spiritual presence of the Holy Spirit amen that walks with us day in and day out that provides us with the guidance and the directions of our Christians walk. Amen, somebody. Paul has given us this blueprint of what a Christian walk should be like. You see, and I like this, no matter what city, what state, or what country or continent we are from, we should be easily identifiable as Christians without saying a word. We should be identifiable as Christians in our walk, we should be identifiable as Christians in our ways, and we should be identifiable as Christians in our will. See, I, brothers and sisters, I shouldn't have to come and tell you that I'm a child of God. It should be evident in my walk, in my way, and in my will. See, it is not what I say that should convey to you that I'm a child of God, but it should be evident in what I do. Amen. I don't need a bumper sticker or a license plate or any other symbolism. Now, there's nothing wrong with advertising who we are as Christians, but I don't need that to let people know that I am a child of the Most High God. Sometimes those license plates and bumper stickers put put us out there when we're riding down the highway and we get cut off by some driver. Amen. Our license plate says "Child of God," but when we pass that driver that cut us off, our mouth and our fingers say something else. Amen. I'm just gonna keep. I'm just gonna keep it real, oh. Not, but but I know not another good hope does that. See, uh, 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 so so But I'm going to just leave that alone. Listen, Jesus did, Jesus did not have to advertise to let people know that he was Jesus. People did it for him. Amen? He did the work of the father and multitudes came to see him. If you were to ask the woman with the issue of blood in Luke 8, 43 and 44, she would tell you that, I tried everything and every specialist that I could find. But in the end, I heard, I didn't know him, but I heard about a man named Jesus. I, I, I never met him, but I just heard talk. Might have heard it in the beauty salon. Might have heard it over in Publix. I, I might have heard it over in Walmart. But I heard about a man named Jesus and that he would be coming by my neighborhood. Now, again, I don't know him personally. I never met him, but just because I heard about him and how good he is, I'm going to trust him. So if I can just make my way out there, I and, and, and I, I don't need to have a conversation with him, I just need to get close enough. If I can just get close enough. See, see, that's, that's what Christians, when, when people know, that you are Christians and they know the depth of your faith. You know, when, when they're going through some things, my brothers, they say, you know what, if I just can get to them, amen, I, I, I don't need to say, just let me stand next to you, amen. Uh, 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 listen, let me, let me tell you like this, Jesus didn't tell the thief on the cross that he saved from eternal damnation that he was in fact the Messiah. You see, by all accounts, this was the first encounter that the thief had with Jesus. Look, Luke 23, 41 through 42 is powerful for our walk in that you had one thief who, did, who defended him and another thief on the cross who mocked him, amen? If I, could, if I could use my 21st century imagination, I would say that the thief on the cross conversation went something like this. Jesus, I have not had the privilege of getting to know you. And it's unfortunate that we meet under these circumstances but I've heard about you, and for the short time that I have come to know you, hanging here on this cross among these this, this thieves, I know enough that you don't deserve to be up here with me. You have done nothing wrong. See, see, it's about the walk, the way, and the will. People will defend you when they know that you're real. We don't have to say we're Christians. We just need to live it by first keeping our eyes and our minds on him above, amen? Now, now, not only does Paul tell us that if we're raised with Christ, then seek those things above and set our mind on those things above and not on things on the earth. Third, in verse 5, Paul tells us to put to death your members which are on the earth. And just so we don't get it twisted and start thinking that Paul is talking, literally talking about destroying members of our physical body, he goes on to explain what he means by the words, a uh, member, fornication, uncleanliness, passion—meaning strong and unconditional lust. Now, I thought I better clarify that word for you. He also says, "evil desires and covetousness." Paul rem- Paul reminds the Colossians and us in verse seven that we once indulged in them things, in those sins before the conversion, and that that was an old chapter in our life, and that now we are covered by the blood of Christ, amen? Paul is saying that we need to turn the page and go on to a new chapter, amen? Aren't you glad that we can turn the page to a new chapter in our life, amen? But not only does Paul tells us that if we are raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, set our mind on things above, put the deaf members which are on the earth, but forth he tells us in verse 8, we are to put, on, to put off anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy filthy language out of our mouth Paul says but now what does that sound like to you he said that you Christians used to follow sin but now put off these things you see Jesus paid the price for us to change the page now we must put off anger wrath malice blasphemy and filthy language out of our mouth we are not to lie to one another as Paul states in verse 9 you see when we took off the old and put the new, that means not only the way we say it, but also what we say. H- have you ever met what they call a pathological liar? Every word comes out of their mouth is a lie. Some say if their lips are moving, they are lying. When an individual lies so much, it becomes real for him and easy for him or her to lie. But Paul is saying that when we change out the old and become new, our, and I need you to get this. Our conversion becomes our conversation. It, 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 it becomes our conversation and it becomes the drive behind our conversation. Let me, let me let me let me let me let me go back and get that. When we change out the old and become new, our conversion and our conviction becomes the drive behind our conversation. Amen. Amen. Fifth Paul tells us in verse 10 we ought to put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. We must be willing to continue to grow, to be more and more like the Lord. We should never be satisfied with where we are and continue to move forward on a total conformity with the Lord. Amen? It's not about a physical change, but a change of the renewed mind, our renewed heart. The new man Paul is referring to is our new position as children of God. Amen? Now that we have put on the new man, six, Paul provides us with some real ways in which it can be done in our everyday lives. And I like this, beginning with telling us that we must put on tender mercy, meaning we must have a compassionate heart. Amen, Christians? Caring and empathy for one another. Interacting with those who are hurting. Kindness, the unselfish spirit of doing for others. Humility, the willingness to deny ourselves and live for Christ and long suffering. Patience. I, I like this one. Patience on the persecution and prosecution for perseverance for Christ. Amen. We that long suffering. That's having that patience under the mist. If you look at this world we're in right now, that's patience on the persecution, patience on the prosecution for perseverance for Christ. Amen. Paul lays this thing out to, to put to put on the new to put on the new thing as I as I as as and as I come to come to a close Paul wraps up the whole thing with this and this is what I love about it Paul wraps the whole thing up of taking off the old and putting on the new with one simple but one complex word Paul says in verse 14 but above all things put on love which is the bond of perfection amen Paul places love above all things can I tell you my brothers and sisters if you want to know what I mean what it means to be a Christian Paul not only lays out the blueprint in Colossians but he seals it with that which should be embodied should be the embodiment of who we are see see it, 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 here, here what Paul tells us he says Paul says, as Christians as Christians he says love he, he, he puts love above all things so he says as Christians, we should be patient. He says, as Christians, we should be kind. He said, as Christians, there should not be any envy. As Christians, he says, we, we, we should not boast. As Christians, he said, we should not be proud. Amen. As Christians, we should not dishonor others. As Christians, we should not be self-seeking. And, and, and as Christians, it, this, we, we need to get this one. We should not be Easily angered, Amen. Uh, 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 as Christians, we shouldn't keep records, Amen, of wrong. Uh, somebody on. Hurt me 10 years ago, and I'm still holding on to that thing today. You know what? I ain't speaking to her because she did this back in 1975 and we're in 2015. You got to let that thing go because as Christians, that's what Paul is Paul is telling us as Christians. He says, as Christians, we should always trust, always hope, and always persevere. And he says here, love never fails, but where there are prophecies, I like this. They will what? They will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be still. And where there's knowledge, it will pass away. And now these three things remain. And that's what I like about Paul. He says faith. He says hope. And then in the end, he says love. And the greatest of these is love. I'm so glad that God loved us so much, even even in his disappointing time and reflection of mankind, that he loved us so much that he gave his one and only son that whoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I'm so glad that Jesus loved us so much that he allowed a cruel, calculating, and convincing, conniving world to persecute, prosecute, and put into death. Amen? Sinless Savior. He's a sinless Savior simply because he loved us. He died out of love for us. Amen? Did not have to do it. Didn't owe us anything, but he did it anyway. Listen, my brothers and sisters, out of love, Jesus allowed mankind to whip until the flesh came off his bones. Amen. Out of love, Jesus walked up Golgotha's hill, carrying his physical cross and the spiritual cross of the sins of the world. Out of love, Jesus allowed mankind to nail him to a, they call it an old rugged cross. Amen. Out of love, Jesus allowed mankind to pierce him in the side. Out of love, Jesus asked God to forgive those who lied on him. He said forgive those who denied him. He said forgive those who persecuted him. Out of love he asked God to just forgive those very people who were crucified in the act of crucifying him. Uh, 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 Out of love Jesus Jesus died for us on Calvary and out of love he laid in a borrowed tomb all day Friday. Out of love Jesus laid in a borrowed tomb all night Saturday night but somewhere around 12.01 12:01 a.m. and forward, they they tell me that Jesus got up out of that grave with all power in his hand. Uh, 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 they call that uh, 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 the Bible calls that agape love. That is self-sacrificing love. Uh, 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 it's hard to come in contact with with, with Jesus and be the same. Uh, 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 the Paul, the, the 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 songwriter put it this way, and I I love William McDowell. He said, I I I've been changed I've been healed i've been see, see when I came in contact with jesus I, I I was changed I was healed and I was delivered he said I found joy, I found peace, I found grace and I found favor uh, uh, uh and he said I found all of that in the presence of the Lord and he said and I love this see when you when you come truly truly come into contact with god he said i I, I won't go back See, 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 when you you know what you used to be and where God has you, you're not trying to go back. He says, I won't go back to the way that I used to be before your presence came and changed me. My brothers and sisters, I'm here to tell you, if you've been in the presence of the Lord, when you come in the presence of God, just like Jeremiah said, there's a change come about you so much, it's like fire shot up in your bones. You begin to just jump around a little bit. People don't understand it. You know, They, you, you, the non-Christians, they see you on the street, and they don't understand where your joy coming from. Well, then you just lose a child. I heard you was fired from your job, but you still got that joy. They call it that unspeakable joy because you know This here on earth is all temporary. I'm not trying to store up nothing here on earth. Everything I got is going to heaven. Amen. My will, my walk, and my way. So my brothers and sisters, as you leave here today, if they can't see nothing else in you as Christians, they ought to see the love of Christ in you. Amen.